Hello, this is Robert Barge. Welcome to Redemption's Table, where every week we will gather around this table with a special guest to explore the most appetizing ingredient in this menu called life, redemption. I believe in redemption. I believe everybody hungers for redemption, everybody. And the truth is, redemption is all around us every day. It is a recipe that God the Creator sets before us every single moment of our lives. Unfortunately, so much emphasis is placed upon the bad, many have difficulty seeing, experiencing, and tasting the good. So I'm setting out on a journey, going table to conversation, to accentuate the reality of redemption in the lives of everyday people like you and me. A reality that, I believe, finds its ultimate expression in Jesus of Nazareth, who is the not-so-secret ingredient to the redemption we all seek. So, come hungry, join the meal, because Party of Redemption, your table is now ready. Welcome to Redemption's Table. Glad you're tuned in. Glad you're listening. I'm sitting here today with my good friend Johnny Mount. Uh, we are at the Little Donkey Restaurant, Mexican Restaurant, Homewood, Alabama. We just uh, enjoyed a good lunch this afternoon. Here it is. It is Easter week, Holy Week. Um, we are here on a Thursday, so today would be Monday, Thursday. And uh, Johnny, you, you picked the restaurant. I gave you your choice of restaurants, and you picked this place. And why did we come to the Little Donkey this week? I think you had an interesting oh, story yes, there. Oh, yeah, because it's Holy Week. And although it's not Good Friday, it is, nor is it uh, Palm Sunday when the donkey was so important. The donkey does have a role in the entire week, though. And so the little donkey during Holy Week, to me, it was a perfect match. You thought it was apropos. Oh, I enjoyed it so much. Just the idea of having lunch with you, Holy Week at the little donkey. Thank you for being our guest today. One of the things I've admired about you, every time I've sat down to the table with you, and just get a little bit of background, Johnny is really good friends to my brother Dwight. And uh, they're childhood friends, went to the same college, went to the same seminary. I I have known of Johnny Mount all my life. I I keep hearing my brother Dwight say, Johnny Mount, Johnny Mount, Johnny Mount. And one of my rules of thumb, anytime somebody gets mentioned that much, they might be a good person, a good reference to uh, to pursue, to talk to. And the few times that you and I in the past have sat down and enjoyed a meal, every time I've met with you, Johnny, I've walked away with a gem. Something you've said, something that came into the conversation. I can remember one particular time we were at a Starbucks and you had read a, a passage of scripture from Philippians chapter 2 that day. It was from the message. And you just said three words that came from Eugene Peterson's paraphrase uh, of the message. You said, do everything readily and cheerfully, no bickering, no second guessing allowed. And I walked away from that thinking about no second guessing allowed. That's actually four words. Uh, so I'm glad you're with us. Um, well, let me interrupt you on that. The, the good thing is is that our friendship has always been a two-way street. I walk away with a special blessing as well. Stories told and relived in my mind for days and weeks and months afterwards. So it's a mutual thing. And I appreciate you taking time out in your ministry to spend time with me, Robert. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And you have been a pastor for how many years? Well, I started when I was 16 in the okay. ministry. Okay. So I'm 70. 70, okay. Long time. Do the math. 
Yeah, yeah, right. something like that. We, we won't calculate. Yeah, uh, yeah. And thankfully, still getting to go. You're yes, still sir. getting to go. Well, this is Redemption's Table. And our conversation is going to focus around the entree of redemption, the main ingredient of redemption. And just uh, to throw out an opening question here, Johnny, how has redemption played a role in your life? And would you, would you want to say that you, you're presenting the questions to me for the first time? Yes, I am. I okay. am. Okay. All right. Um, because we are. <laughs> and not just saying that we are. <laughs> well, let me tell you, the sad thing is, is that uh, redemption has been extremely important in my life. It's a sad thing because I've needed redeeming time and time again. It's not a once and for all situation. <clears throat> I'm so happy about my first redemption experience. And it was when I was, can I tell you? Yeah. yeah. I was four years old. Okay. And I had already gotten into a lot of trouble at four years at four old. four years of age. That's right. Uh, I'd already been picked up by the police twice. Four years That's day. right. Okay. That's true. I'm not going to waste all your time on that, but let me just say it was in the days when kids could go out and play and uh, parents didn't watch over you that much. Okay. Safe days in the neighborhood. And we had an older group that I played with. And I could blame them on, you know, they led us, they, you know, they're the more experienced. I was a follower. That's how I got in trouble. But. I remember very clearly that I decided to follow them and decided to do the wrong things that they it was their idea to do. I said, yeah, I want to do that. So I was guilty. And uh, being picked up at that young age, you know, they didn't have children's rights or children's laws, protective laws in that day. Mm -hmm. I'm 70, see. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the police would pick me up. They didn't call child services. It took me to jail. Oh, yeah. Put me inside of jail. And they were, for the right reason, trying to make an impression on me. Four years of age. That's right. Whoa. Wow. Right. Okay. I still remember them bringing drunks in and putting them in the jail beside me. You know, just bars between us. Not a wall. Wow. <laughs> Pretty wow. scary. And they were trying to help me, uh -huh. scare me. Scared straight was probably born there. Okay. That, I, that idea. <laughs> anyway, uh, it affected me, of course. Gratefully so. Made me feel bad, hurt my conscience at four years old. And uh, I got where I couldn't sleep because my conscience was bothering me. Now, you know, I didn't fully understand everything, of course. But I understood enough for my conscience to be bothering me, and I couldn't sleep at night. I would uh, cry myself to sleep. My parents knew, of course, they had to come down to the Inslee Jail to get me. They knew I had done wrong and got caught, and what the police were trying to do to help me. Mm -hmm. And they also knew that uh, prayer ought to help me be forgiven. Prayer? Yeah, okay. you know, pray to God to okay. forgive you. You know, they'd see me crying, what's Johnny, what's the matter? Well, I was crying because my conscience was killing me. Mm -hmm. It was burning in me, and I couldn't get relief. And uh, it went on, I don't know how long now, but it seemed like all summer or something like that. It just went on for a long time. They would pray with me to say the words. Nothing helped. <clears throat> a little bit later, we were visiting grandmother. You know, I lived in Nancy. We went down to the family farm to visit. And whenever you went to grandmother's house in those days, I bet a lot of people can identify with that. Everybody went to church on Sunday. Okay. My parents had stopped going to church. They had moved in from the country to the city. 
they didn't want to move their church membership because their faithfulness to the old country church. Mm -hmm. They should have, but we had fallen out of church. So we were back in church one Sunday. I was four years old. And I was laying down in the pew with my head in my mother's lap. My daddy was sitting on the other side of my mother. I was between them, my head in my mother's lap. And I was looking up in the ceiling and they had light fixtures. And in my mind, I was riding my tricycle on the ceiling of the church. And I was riding around the light fixtures. You might say doing figure eights. Mm -hmm. I was having fun. Wasn't listening to the preacher nor the music, didn't, wasn't even thinking about praying. I was just riding my tricycle in my mind. And all of a sudden, I was overwhelmed, overcome by the Spirit of God. Hmm. You remember I said I wasn't listening. Right. I wasn't seeking God. He came, fell upon me, and overwhelmed me. No one in the world would have guessed that something religious meaningful could happen to me that morning, a four-year-old boy. But when God came upon me, all of a sudden I felt forgiven. Mm -hmm. I felt redeemed. Of course, I didn't know that language. Right. But I felt clean, <clears throat> light-hearted, happy, renewed, and all was well. Wow. Didn't have any more problems for a long time. And that was the start <clears throat> of? My first Redemption experience. Redemption experience. Four years old. Okay. To kind of segue, Johnny, you know, one of the things that uh, I will ask every guest is to bring an item, something that is symbolic, that's personal to you, symbolically represents redemption to you. And you have brought this uh, metal cow head. Uh, we're going to take a picture for the podcast so that folks can see uh, that'll be there on the blog site. Uh, it looks like Elsie the cow. Uh, what, what do you have here and why this? I love it, by the way. I love cows. So. Well, thank you. I'm glad you do. And I think you know I've had some ex farm experience. My grandparents farm. My, my parents moved back to the farm when they retired. We moved to the farm for a number of years, my, my family, my wife and children and I. And so we got to have some farm fun. And one of the biggest days of the year on the farm was when we had a few cows that had finally grown to the point where it was time to take them to market. And the biggest town to go to for market was Clanton, Alabama. And so a big day was when we would round up maybe two cows, every now and then maybe even three, and get them into a loading pen and then load them from the pen onto the back of a small pickup truck. And uh, we'd go to Clanton and it was such an exciting day. We would sell the cows at the auction and then we had money to spend to buy some things we needed at the farm or in our homes or for our families. And then we would always stop at the Dairy Queen to get some kind of ice cream treat on the way, on the way home from Clanton, the market day. And so this cow represents a happy day in the year of the farming time. Happy day for the farmer, maybe not so much for the cow. That's right. And after a few years of having this cow hang on my office wall, uh, all of a sudden it occurred to me that there have been points along the way in which I was the cow that was loaded up into the back of the devil's truck. You were the cow. I was the cow that got suckered into getting onto the back of that truck, and he was taking me to slaughter. The evil one, our enemy. I hate to even say his name. 
But uh, there have been times when I have made the wrong decision and discovered all of a sudden I'm being led to slaughter. The end of my life and joy as I know it. And uh, so I would at times actually be the one captured and having decided to get on that truck on my own though. And uh, so it has reminded me, it's been like a warning sign. You know, the, what the evil one wants to do with us is destroy us. Sure doesn't want us to be happy in life. Sure doesn't want us to have an abundant life. And actually worse than all of that, he wants to destroy us completely. Take away our life. So it serves as a warning to me. Oh, watch out. Don't get on that truck. <laughs> uh, that's all he wants is take me to slaughter. And it helps me. When I think of those terms, it helps me uh, not take that first step in the wrong way. Wrong okay. direction. So this has been a story of redemption. I, my curiosity has been set. I was curious of what that was. Yeah. You know, I think it's good. It's a good illustration. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Well, I, we just finished lunch, as I think I mentioned to those who were listening a few moments ago. I had the the tacos, uh, wonderful tacos. You had the fried chicken. I want to segue from what we had for for the meal to this question: What feeds your heart? Oh. What does God use? Uh, what things in your life, and they may, you know, you may not necessarily automatically associate them with God. What What are the things God uses to feed your heart, feed your soul? Well, I'm sure it's the same for all people. In that, there's a mix of things that feed our hearts. You know, reading the Bible, praying, quiet time, mm-hmm. singing praises. By myself or uh, with a, our church family, you know, all hearing other people preach, uh, hearing other people teach, all, all kinds of things feed our hearts. But the most important thing for me is getting fed by fellow Christians, mm-hmm. one-on-one experiences or two-on-one, or, uh, like we were referring to all the times together. It's been a blessing. That feeds my heart better than anything else. It's all good, but uh, being with a friend in Christ, we might not even have an assigned topic mm-hmm. or assigned scripture, but something, you know, the Holy Spirit works through their life into my life, speaks to me through their eyes to into my eyes. Uh, so that's the number one way, is spending time, quality time, with uh, other followers, especially okay. people that you've served with over time. You know, you have a history. Okay. I think in our day-to-day walks, it's, I, see, I see Jesus everywhere. I, I see God's message everywhere. I see God's goodness everywhere because he says in James, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of heavenly lights. And he's constantly pouring goodness upon our life. For, for example, to me, Cilantro is good. That's one of the ingredients on a menu. When I see it, and I see cilantro as the ingredient, or, or lime as the ingredient, cilantro and lime especially, and I'm like, I want some of that. I want to try that. Um, and I think our life is a recipe, and it's an ongoing recipe. Yeah, as God I like is, that. Um, as, you know, as God's doing yeah. things in our life. What are three, what are three uh, ingredients? of God's goodness in your life right now. Uh, you know, three, in it, and again, think outside maybe uh, well, I just the, the norm uh, I, of what I'm, we automatically think of. I'm constantly thanking God. 
constantly aware, and I'm I'm serious. I'm not just trying to say something like that of uh, his goodness. And uh, like you said, you see it everywhere you go, and I do too. It's the little things, the big things, all things in Christ. Everything his goodness is a part of. I like uh, looking outside my window before I go to bed and seeing the lights up the hill from me. I live kind of like halfway up a mountain. Mm-hmm. I look, love to look at the lights that are still on up the mountain. I like to look at the ones that are still on in the valley below. Uh, every time I look outside, daylight, dark, it's uh, all it's an infusion of God's goodness. I like that word, infusion. Oh my goodness, it's just can't stop it can't stop it looking at you two today oh smiling eyes eyes that have known Christ and that reflect Christ uh, foods where did that come from everything the wind the strong wind blowing the cow over Elsie over out of her chair <laughs> just so much goodness so what three things others first and foremost others and what others all others just like the the lady you were calling by name. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Being a blessing to her like that. You know, that's, those little things, seemingly little, oh, they add up. They're important. It's like like uh, Mickey Mouse, small but powerful. Yeah, so uh, so it's all, it, so others is the first part of the formula. And then uh, uh, worship is the second form and that's collective community worship but also individual worship and then maybe the best part of all is the surprise oh you you once told me this you once quoted john claypool yeah you sent me the text god's middle name is surprise surprise yeah that's right i love that i've shared that with so many people and i believe it to be true that's what that's the third part of the trinity that holy trinity of what feeds my soul you know is is the things you can't predict project guess and every day is filled with surprises from him surprise gifts they come every day yeah oh now I can see that, you can see that, but somebody who might be listening in, who are, they're going through a difficult time in their life. Um, and I've gone through those times where it seems like the sun's not shining. Um, you know, can you give a word of hope to somebody who maybe, or share an experience where you you were at that point, or a low point, and God suddenly just did that surprise, just showed up surprise in a way that was uh, that caught you flat-footed, it took your breath away, caught you off guard. Well, I would like to tell you about that. Uh, I guess the worst time of my life. I don't. I don't remember if I've ever told you this. I'm, I'm sure I did, but it was in 1990. <laughs> Maybe I ought not to say the year. People are not going to be able to believe I was alive that that year. Well, they already figured out your seven. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But 1990, uh, I had been doing, a, I was been doing a, what do you call that kind of ministry where it's, you work at a, a job and you and you have a church too. What's that called? Bi-vocational. Bi-vocational. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that, for a fact, led to be a bivocational pastor for a while. Started out full-time. Mm-hmm. Now, how did I go to part-time? 
what did the Lord have me do it? And I was thrilled. Just like, you know, your, your most thrilling moments in the ministry. You know how it feels. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just that thrilled with doing bivocational work with what I was doing. It was all God. One thing feeding the other. A joint ministry, you might say. Mm-hmm. But then, he changed it. Just like he changed me from full-time to go to part-time mm-hmm. bivocational. He threw the switch on me again and said, I want you to go back to full-time now. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. <laughs> I get, well, okay. So I started looking for the open door for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, he started putting pressure on me. God did. God did. Uh, like racing my heart. And uh, But I, an open door was slow to come. Mm-hmm. And the way I imaged it, still, I'll never forget it. It was like I was a jet plane on the runway. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but sometimes they'll change their chain their wheels down when they mm-hmm. want, don't want to be blown by the wind. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just sitting there on the runway strip mm-hmm. out of the way. Well, it's like he was pushing, he was pushing my heart's throttle to the full speed where you, the speed you take off with in a plane. Mm-hmm. But he had my my cha- my wheels. Now he maybe he didn't have them chained down, but the wheels were chained down, mm-hmm. and I couldn't budge. So. Every day he was pushing that throttle further. My engine with my heart was about to burst. Well, Lord, I'm looking. Where's the right door? Where am I supposed to go? And uh, the real truth is, uh, I sent out resumes and etc. around the world. Wow. Around, literally around the world. That took a lot of uh, research to find these places around the world. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and money, <laughs> and time. But I literally. Uh, sent out around the world and still nothing happened. And so, you know, I, I said, what are you trying to do? Kill me? <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, I, see, I, I knew I, you I would know. With that. I knew where you would yeah, know. Yeah. Well, what I finally decided is the why it was such a long delay before the open door came is uh, uh, he was burning out the dross in my heart. Still preparing me, still growing me spiritually, still burning out the draws. Yeah. Uh, so I, I know it was good for me. I know it was the right thing, and he was doing it for my good and all that. But it, that was uh, so. Now what happened? I got depressed. Mm-hmm. I got so depressed that I couldn't get out of bed. Now hey, I had three kids. They weren't children, but they were, you know, preteen and teen. Mm-hmm. A wife, and uh, I had a life I had to be up to. I couldn't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. And then I had an uncle to die, a great man of God. And uh, he left me, since I was in the ministry, he left me a box of old books <laughs> that had meant a lot to him. And in that box was a book called God Calling. And uh, I stumbled upon it, started reading it. And so that was a surprise. Okay. He brought me something. He brought me manna that I didn't even know existed, see. And he'd give me a little bit of that manna from that book called God Calling. Do you know, are you familiar with I'm that I'm not book? familiar with that one. Uh, who's the author? Uh, two women that okay. are... That are uh, Mary and Martha? No, no. no. Yeah, it's good. Two women that are unknown. They okay. remained anonymous. Okay. 
but they wrote it under God's leadership and gave it to their pastor. Wow. And I, usually I can call his name. He became the editor, not the editor, but the uh, the person that had to put a name okay. on the book. Okay. Uh, first time I couldn't call the name, but I'm 70. Okay. Anyway, uh, and so you would, it's a it's a daily Bible reading, but it doesn't matter where you start. And the directions are, and the, oh yeah. Yeah, well, I know Jesus calling. Well, that's, but, but that was that's, yeah, that that's was a, after. That's yeah. a copy yeah. of God Dwight, calling. I think I've, I've seen this book in yeah. Dwight's office. That's right. I've uh, seen this book. Jesus, yeah. Jesus calling yeah. is a good book. Yeah. But that was written by man. Yeah. Yeah. God calling was written by the Holy Spirit. Okay, gotcha. Jesus calling was a, a good attempt to try to bring it in terms of Jesus instead of God. Right. Vocabulary, terminology. But it doesn't have the power of the Spirit that God. I've read both. Right. My, and I've seen the power of the. Anyway, I'd read one page, Robert, and I not only could get up out of bed, I could, I could win the world that day. I could take on anybody, everybody. I, it's the empowerment mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit is what would do. Made me all, so every day or two I'd have to read another page yeah. <laughs> until I got my slot, my spot, my niche again. So anyway, surprises? Well, in my worst moment of my life, my worst moment of my life, down for about two years, down for the camp. Uh, after all that suffering and burning, you know, uh, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit came to me through God called. Wow. That's what so that would be a pivotal book in your life? Oh, my goodness. Think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where you are right now at this part of the journey? Some people choose a word for their year or a word for their season. What word? And I'm a word guy. I, I, I'm fascinated by words. What word would you pick? right at this particular part of your journey if you had to say this is the season of or this this word is my word of the year well what I'm stumbling over is uh, repeating a word and that's surprise still yeah. uh, every day is still surprise and I am exclaimed you know exclaiming God's greatness and uh, shocked even though I've been living a life of surprise, it, it hasn't gotten slow or dull or boring or, or unaffected or ineffective. It still knocks me down, knocks me off my feet. Still shocked at the way God works, is still working in my life day in and day out. In all. So it's still the surprises of God. It's been going on a long time, but it's getting greater. Yeah. It's getting more powerful here. That's a good place to be. That's I know. A, a good. I know. Uh, that's a I good mean, perspective. the way that's he's doing. I mean, it, yeah, you're. You become more in tune with what he's doing. You still are probably missing things in your life that he's doing, like I, I do. Maybe oh, you're yeah. not. Maybe, I'm, I'm maybe sure, you're catching it I'm all. I'm sure we all do. Uh, I'm sure we all do. We can't but, catch it all. But yeah, I'm amazed every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not a single day goes by. Yeah. I'm also drawn to story, and. Um, in film, television, I will I will hear things said in a lot. Just it, all it takes is just a single line from a movie. Me too. Boom, Me you too. Know. Uh, you know, maybe you want to share one of your favorites. 
Well, because again, I'm there's been no pre setup on these questions. I'm catching you flat footed on every one of these things. So, yeah. Uh, well, uh, the one that has reemerged uh, yesterday reemerged to my, and that's uh, win the day. Win the day. Win the day. Yeah. W I N. Yeah. What and, uh, from? Where's that from? I'm gonna tell you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If I slow down, you would. <laughs> yeah, I want to tell you. I can't wait to tell you. Uh, you know, I live in Hoover, and mm -hmm. their high school, Hoover High School, has had an unbelievable athletic department, winning so many state football championships over the last 20 years. You know, incredible percentage. And it, when one coach leaves, another great coach comes in. And the present coach taught me something a while back. I, I got to hear an interview of him. Mm -hmm. And uh, he he just won the uh, state championship for the school Hoover High, and they said, "Oh, well, do you, or how do you approach that with your team every year? Do you say, okay, put up a goal? Our goal is nothing less than the state championship. Mm -hmm. you know, what do you go for? Is it that how you do it?" And he said, "Oh no, the opposite." And this is what blessed me. <clears throat> the opposite. What I try to teach our boys is to do what it takes that day at practice mm -hmm. with their school yeah. to win that day. Winning the championship mm -hmm. is a culmination of you winning every day up leading up to that. You might not win every day, but that's the goal, mm -hmm. to win this day. Wow. Now, the reason I'm reminded of that Yesterday, it came back to me because I was reviewing a note that uh, I had passed that uh, message on to my one of my nephews, mm -hmm. who I told you is in mm -hmm. the clink. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had tried to pass that on to him. And that's, that spoke to him back there. You know, he's a big football person. He loves coaching. He loves mantras and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I was hoping it would help. And he got it. He understood what that meant. You win this day. And the rest will be take care of itself. And if you, if you keep with a string of these days, your life's going to be wonderful. Yeah. No matter what, it just boils down to winning the day. Win the day. Now, since I learned that from this present Hoover coach, uh, I've heard something similar to that from that. I bet you've heard this, but to me, it's just not as powerful though. Cousins to it, and that's Tim Tebow has come out with a book, and he's been interviewed and passing this around. And uh, I think his his is live today or something on that line. Live today, and the idea is similar. You know, live live this moment, mm -hmm. make it the. But it's, uh, I like that other even better. Not just living today. We're all going to be living hopefully through, before this when this day ends up. But doing what it takes. To win, what's it going to take for you to win this day? You're doing it today, right now, I believe. You are participating in something so powerful, so wonderful. I uh, can't see how you wouldn't see how this feels, but uh, I've still got things I've got to do today for this day to go down as a winning day. I'm not doing something like you are today. No, know. but you are. If you're doing what God has ordained for you for yeah, the yeah. day, then you're doing well, exactly okay, that. Well, okay, okay. Well, I'm, uh, I'm building on it. Yeah. This is part of it, yeah. 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 But I still have some other things. If I don't get that done, 
this this day is not going to go down in my book yeah. or, or God's book in my mind yeah. as a winner. Well, I'm a hiker, and some days you're starting out on the journey, some days you're reaching where you were headed, but the bigger part of that is you're right in the middle of it. Yeah, and almost yeah. every time without fail, even though I love to be outdoors, love to hike, somewhere in the midst I will go, why am I out here doing this? <laughs> what, what, what possessed me to be out here again? I love that. Uh, I love that. And that's, and, and, and I don't know, it's the whole idea. I love that. And uh, I want to build on that yeah. some and, and you know, in the days that go by in yeah. our futures together. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like that. With future conversations, which I look forward to, and experiences, and, and hope that there are are many of them. Yeah, yeah, uh, me too. Hope we get a chance to sit down again. And a minute ago, he referred to somebody else sitting at the table. I'm I'm grateful. I'm going to go ahead and acknowledge him. I'm thankful for him to have uh, Chris McLean sitting here with us. He is our sound guy today. He is that he is God has been God has used him to be the catalyst to get this idea rolling. Oh, Everything yeah, was yeah. kind of in place. Yeah. Uh, but thank you, Chris, for being here. I know you're off mic uh, in the unseen presence here. You, you represent the audience that are there, that's yeah. tuned in out there, but I'm grateful for you. Yeah, and in a way, nothing else could be said better than what Robert has just said. But, but also, hey, you are a presence here today. You are a presence here today that's been a blessing to us. Well, if you're ever, and I'm going to just go ahead and kind of do some wrap-up here because I think we're drawing nine to time. Okay. Um, you know, uh, those who are listening, if you're ever in the Homewood, Alabama area, I would say, I would highly recommend uh, yeah, me too. Little Donkey. Good call on your behalf. You gave the three times. I gave you three choices, and I honestly thought you would pick Johnny's since uh, your name's Johnny. There's a restaurant, a, a Greek meat and three, which maybe I'll eat there sometime. But, uh, but Jesus... <laughs> Trumped Johnny. The donkey trumped Johnny. Well, we, we did not go wrong. Or, yeah, yeah. The salsa was wonderful. We still have some salsa oh, yeah. in front of us. You definitely want to come here. The cow is sitting there. We had a little bit of an adventure. This is our first uh, podcast recording and had food trucks backing up around us. And, uh, oh, great. The music got day. louder. It Fun. was a beautiful spring Fun. day. Fun. Wonderful day. And the folks will be listening to this. Uh, this will be broadcast, God willing, Resurrection Monday. Oh, this coming good, Monday. Good. Uh, I always love this week. This is a, uh, I don't know, I love the season of Lent, focusing on Jesus. And uh, I'm grateful to you, grateful for it. I wrote a song a, a few years ago, no, no big deal, but you know how we always say, what a friend we have in Jesus, so that's the hymn. And uh, the idea of the song was, what a Jesus we have in friends. And, uh, wow! Way to go, Robert. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Another God thing. All right, I wrote it for someone. And uh, but what a Jesus we have in friends. And I feel wow. like every time you sit down with um, friends who are uh, who are tuned in, seeking Christ, uh, or looking to follow Him, you know that, that is sitting. You're sitting in His presence because you're part of His body. So yeah, always grateful for how I walk away with uh, a gym. You got a closing gym for us. Well, I, I just tell you what I'm taking away from here. You just said it for me. Remember, one of the things I named is the three things that feed my soul were other people. Uh-huh. But the way, see, you have put the words to it. It's the Jesus and other people. What a, what a Jesus we have in friends. So that's what I'm walking away with. Thank you, Robert. Well, thank you, Johnny, yeah, for yeah. being with us today. Yeah. Uh, I'm walking away I'm walking away with chips and salsa. I'm going to take some of this with us. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm walking away with a, a, 
coining in a, just a, a good moment here. Yeah, yeah, uh, I appreciate you taking the time yeah. to, to Thank share you for with inviting us. me. I'm so glad to be able to be a part of your first one. Yeah. What a wonderful thing God is doing in your ministry. Well, it's God. It's God. I, I keep said, going well, back I to that God, I said, I'm what not, he's yeah. doing in your ministry. Yeah. Yeah. He, he called you to have a ministry, and he's doing it. He's fulfilling it. He's filling yeah. it. As I said earlier, I believe we're all fearfully and wonderfully weird, yeah. and I accentuate the weirdness <laughs> very much. So. Johnny, thank you, man. Hey, yeah, thank you, you Robert. Love you, too. Thank you. Yes. God bless you all, those are tuning in, and Can't. we'll be right back here at Redemption Stable next Monday, uh, and hope you tune in then. Have a blessed day. Table of Redemption, your party is now ready.